The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. So, welcome in. Making the Dream Fantasy Football Podcast. Got Uncle Tony, crazy legs. What's going on? And we're here to talk a little fantasy football. All right, all right, all right. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We are here for another Making the Green Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Uncle Tony here with Crazy Legs. What's up, Crazy Legs? Howdy, howdy. All right, well, we're here tonight to uh, finish up our wide receiver rankings, talk about the next uh, 30 wide receivers, and give you a little bit of camp news. Not a lot today, but we've we've got one uh, one story we need to make sure we clarify for you out there. But uh, uh, we'll get right to that camp news. And, and Jake, tell us tell us what's happening out there in the, in the camp world today. Yeah, not much going on today. Like I mentioned last episode, this is our third straight day to be recording, so uh, not a lot going on in between episodes. But biggest thing happening today that we wanted to, that we thought was worth mentioning is uh, Mecole Hardman um, uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, apparently, in practice, went up for a catch, came down, uh, was saw limping off the field afterwards, and uh, was then uh, then taken and carted off uh, to the locker room. So the initial reports, oh that. The initial reports are now, though, that it's not anything serious, like an ACL or something, but it is a groin injury, most likely is what they're saying right now, but we're going to wait for more tests. Um, but either way, you, you don't like to see that as he had an opportunity to be um, possibly more this year than any year of his career to be something in this offense. So um, you hate to see it, especially as a Chiefs fan, but um, hopefully it's nothing serious and he can get back on the field. There you go, and I. This is one of those things where you hear carted off the field, and you got to be careful to make sure you really research that because he did walk off on his own power, got to the sideline, and then was carted off. So uh, it's not like they had to bring that card out there and, and and take him off. That that would be a little different story. Yeah, we're uh, what I'm here. I'm sharing lots of stories this year, uh, more than normal. I feel like preseason wise, these cart guys are getting a lot of work in because it feels like they're <laughs> they're they're carting off everybody now, regardless. Which I mean, I mean if. These these legs are worth multi millions of dollars, so I guess you should cart them off no matter what. But because um, you just don't know what could happen if they walk on their own power. But yeah, I I keep hearing tons of stories, especially with offensive linemen. They get carted off, but then they just it's really just a sprained ankle. They just come right back. So yeah, yeah, Jake. I don't know if you've heard, but we got this here recession on, <laughs> and we gotta we gotta put a lot of people to work. So there's a lot of cart guys sitting out there. And a lot of cart guys. There's a lot of carts just sitting around because <laughs> ain't nobody playing golf. No. So they they just got all these cart guys out there. So you put them to work, put them <laughs> to work. So I think that's I think that's the story. But uh, well, with that, let's just get right into these uh, this second half of these wide receiver rankings. Yeah, and uh, move on through. And just to let folks know again, uh, these are rankings based upon a PPR league, uh, and we're looking at thirty one through sixty today of the wide receivers and that takes you through just about the folks that you would be looking at to draft either as a wide receiver uh one two three or a flex and we know we have some folks out there that play in one flex leagues and there's some folks that are playing in two flex leagues uh, like an ffpc style so a lot of these folks as we uh these wide receivers are are definitely flex eligible especially the first 20 or so that we talk about and so we'll jump right into this next tier uh and we're you know going to do about 10 at a time so we're doing 31 through 
41 here and this tier to me is for these rankings is pretty interesting this this uh this tier i guess you would call but four these guys would be wide receiver ones or twos but for <laughs> something and 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 it's interesting because there are some names here that you're going to be familiar with and situations where they can take advantage. And so I I think this is a very strong tier for you to look at as a, hey, a boom or bust type of, I'm not even a bust, but a boom type of pick. So we'll jump right into it. And of course, I'm going to say, except for the first name, uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, which you talked about last night, but, but Crazy Legs thinks so. So we'll keep him there. So we've got Darnell Mooney. Uh, Gabriel Davis, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hunter Renfro, Rashad Bateman, Robert Woods, Drake London, Elijah Moore, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Smith, and rounding this tier out is Alan Lazard. And so some very interesting names and some very interesting situations in this in this tier. So, Jake, tell me, tell me two or three of these guys here that you like. Boy, this is that tough part of the draft where and rankings where – Obviously, somebody in this tier obviously has to finish as a wide receiver three, just because of that's how that's how math works. And so, um, <laughs> and so it's it's tough though because when you, like you like you mentioned, all these guys you're really you're really looking at a bunch of people that they all have issues, they all have upside. I mean, it's just you flavor of the month basically. Who you take who you think and, and just move on basically. Um, a couple guys that I really think I think stand out in this grouping though. Um, I really like Rashad Bateman, I think. Um, just rookie year, he had a slow start with the injury, so he didn't play for the first five weeks. Um, so then he started off slow. Um, and he, he obviously didn't finish too well. Um, but I think with Marquise Hollywood-Brown gone now, and Bateman, he, he didn't have solid numbers, but he showed enough, I think, in certain situations that you could tell that he's he's a good enough athlete. I think I, I'm excited to see what he can do for them with Hollywood Brown gone now and all of those targets and Lamar Jackson coming back. Cause yeah, you understand he was out the first five weeks and then he maybe only had a couple weeks before Lamar went down. Um, I don't recall exactly which week that was, but um, so I'm excited to see what he can do in, with uh, Lamar Jackson this year in that Ravens offense. And then another guy I really like is uh, Elijah Moore. Um, I think Elijah Moore definitely showed at the end of the year before he got hurt, um, um, that he's he definitely has a wide receiver two capability. Um, his last five finishes um before the injury before the bye week and then not playing weeks fifteen through eighteen. Um, he was the wide receiver one week nine, then twenty one, then three, thirty nine, then nine. Um, so you'd like to see a little more consistency, but he's hitting top five wide receiver weeks per week numbers. Um, you love to see that. Now they did draft. Um, who was it that they drafted out of the first round? Uh, top pick, uh, Garrett Wilson. Was it Garrett Wilson? Yes. Yeah. So they, correct. Sorry, Wilson, I, I, yeah. I always get him. We're gonna and, talk about him in a moment. Yeah, yeah. I always get him and Jameis mixed up. I don't know why, but yeah. they, I knew that they, they're both really good. So it doesn't matter really, <laughs> actually. But uh, they drafted Garrett Wilson, which you kind of hate because you would love to see Elijah Moore still carry all that volume into next year. Um, but I think there's still enough going around on this team. Because uh, they will be playing from behind, I suspect um, that uh, I think there'll be plenty of, of targets coming his way. And he had good rapport last year with Joe Flacco because we know it could be him for the first two weeks of the season. Um, I, I think he's a solid wideout, especially in this range. Yeah, and and I've, I yeah Elijah Moore is is a you know uh, a conundrum for me because the talent is there. Uh, you know, an SEC receiver, and they've had great success in the NFL. Uh, I'm just not really thrilled with the situation from him, as you said. Garrett Wilson is now in, in on the team. Uh, Zach Wilson is going to be out for uh, maybe the first game or or the second. We'll see. I think you you felt like it's going to be a six week injury, which we'll put him out two to three weeks, um, and that's really going to put him in a tough tough situation. But I, I'll I'll say this: I, I you know I I have a tough time. In, in this in this tier going with a Jets wide receiver, I, I think Elijah, if he's, you know, if he really is a little lower ADP, which could be, I, I agree. But with some of the ADPs we'll see here, um, and, and the two guys that I would say uh, out of this tier that I, I, that I think are really interesting to look for, and that's 
Juju Smith-Schuster, which I'm sure that Jacob passed on just so we weren't thinking he was a homer uh, with the Chiefs. <laughs> possibility. And the, possibility. And then uh, Alan Lazard at Green Bay. And, and so um, talk about Juju first. You know, he's having a good camp. Uh, he's a, a, a veteran wide receiver that's young. I mean, the guy has uh, – he's produced in the past, although he's been inconsistent. Uh, he's still – Big body receiver uh, knows how to catch a ball, and um, the, Travis Kelsey can only catch so many. He's not going to catch eighteen <laughs> a game, I don't think. So Juju's got a great shot at some some big targets. They've got a lot of uh, targets to fill with Tyreek gone, as we talked about earlier. So I really like Juju in this range, man. To get the wide receiver one at, at a top five uh, offense is amazing in this in this round. It's a great boom pick. Uh, and then Alan Lazard, I, you know, I don't want to believe that he's a wide receiver one, but then they didn't go get or they didn't go draft the wide receiver one. Uh, you know, Christian Watson still hasn't seen the field, and Romeo Dubs is is a fourth-round pick, is, is the talk of the camp. Uh, and you've got Randall Cobb, who is like 62 years old in in football years, <laughs> um, and, and so Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball. And I, I talk about how much I like Aaron Jones because of, because of this lack of depth the wide receiver. But man, if you're picking up Alan Lazard in the seventh, eighth round, I just can't imagine you're picking up the the, the guy that's going to get the most targets from Aaron Rodgers that late in a draft. I don't know that he'll last that long in a lot of the drafts that folks will be in out there. Uh, but I really if it's a if it's in this tier and you're drafting him as their wide receiver thirty six to forty, man, I think it's great value. I really like those two guys, Juju and, and Alan Lazard to be to be pretty good value picks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Juju. I yeah. I I may or may not have wanted to skip on him to give someone else a, uh, an, an opinion because um, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think all the news we've been hearing out of camp is that he's really the one that's been stepped up to be the number one target outside of Travis Kelsey, uh, number one wide receiver target. I should say, just to correct myself. Um, and I mean, he is. It did come out today that he is dealing with some knee soreness. Um, so you're hoping that's not something like a lingering thing. It's more of just a getting in shape thing, maybe. Um, but he's he's the he's been the talk of camp. It's, it hasn't been MVS. It hasn't been Sky Moore. Although there's been a little buzz about him, but that's just rookie buzz. I feel like. Um, but yeah, Juju Smith Schuster should be the wide receiver one in this offense, which is it's it's very valuable in fantasy football for Patrick Mahomes. So. You'd love to get him, especially back in this tier and in, in, uh, where he's currently going in drafts. And then Al Lazard, I agree with you. Uh, you, you, like, you look at him and you think about him, like, what the hell do I know about Al Lazard? He can't be like a wide receiver one or some guy I'm, I'm looking for. Um, but, but, but sure enough, that's what he's fallen into is the wide receiver one for Green Bay. Uh, everything you said is correct. They didn't go out and get any stud. They didn't go do it in free agency. They didn't do it in the draft. He is going to be the guy. Aaron Rodgers is still going to get his. And, I mean, just looking up his stats from last year, they had their bye week in week 13. And after that bye week, the next five games, he was the wide receiver 8, the wide receiver 64, but then the wide receiver 21, 13, 11. Something happened during that bye week where they said, you know what, this guy might have the ability to play play for us. And so they gave him a shot. He had, I mean, he finished as wide receiver 45, but he had eight TDs on the year still. So, He's definitely a, a red zone target, possibly a field stretcher kind of guy. That's that, that was his role with Devontae Adams not there. We'll see if they can expand that for him to bring that yardage up and catches up, which I think they'll have to. So, yeah, at this range to get a wide receiver one for Patrick Mahomes or a wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I'll take that all day. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm with you there. And, uh, a couple other names just real quick. Uh, you see there are some wide receiver twos in this group that, you know, it's twos on their team. Uh, Gabriel Davis was a two on a you know a big offense uh, there at Buffalo, uh, and then uh, this guy and, and I think I'm leaving Hunter Renfro alone this year. He's got to really drop a ways before I look at him. So I, that's a buyer beware for me. Um, but you know I I kind of wonder we we talked about his former uh, running mate uh, Brandon Cooks, but here's Robert Woods just. Just oh, by the way, I, I think we'll trade AJ Brown and 
and Robert Woods is in, and we've got a rookie, Traylon Burks, coming in who we'll talk about later. But I, here's a guy that's in a great situation and, uh, you know, certainly not going to have the target volume that would push him up the up the board here. But dead gum at, at, at where you're getting him it could could provide a lot of value. And, and finally, uh, a fun guy. I, I'm really wa- wanting to see what happens with this guy and this Drake London. Uh, that rookie, I, I think this is the rookie splash uh, for 2022 at the wide, and maybe of all the rookies, just drops right into a phenomenal situation. Uh, you haven't heard anything negative coming out of camp, really. He's he's not he's not in the Marquise Brown camp where he's got a car and he's driving 100 miles an hour through a school zone. But um, uh, but I, I I think this guy this guy could be fun to watch. He and Kyle Pitts could be a lot of fun as long as Marcus can throw it over 20 yards yeah I agree I agree I will say Drake London it seems that he is dealing with a knee injury right now a minor knee injury I believe because they haven't really come out and said it's anything significant and he, he did sustain it in the, their first preseason game but I mean that's why you have preseason games and so he's got the rest of preseason to to to, uh, to get healthy and be ready to go week one yeah London you just look at him you look at the draft pedigree the 6'4", 213 frame, USC, everything screams fantasy superstar for a rookie, except who's throwing him the football there in Atlanta. <laughs> and so I I think I think it's a little different um, being that he is a wide receiver, not a tight end, because we, I love Kyle Pitts. I maybe don't love him enough where he's being drafted, but I love Kyle Pitts as a tight end. But from a wide receiver standpoint, though, Drake London, it's a little tough to see him getting the volume he needs. The yeah. I, I, when I I should I should clarify actually not may not volume, but the like accurate throws or like the catchable volume I'll say um, to where he can really produce for you this year. So he's gonna be one. I'm probably gonna be more of you know what if I'm wrong I'm wrong and I'll be happy for him, but I'll pass on this first year for him and see what he can do next year if they can bring somebody else in. Um, and then Robert Woods, I agree. He this is a guy like he 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 just he kind of reminds you of just that old vet that just gets it done. But he's not a tra- he's not a journeyman. He's been he's been at the same places pretty much. He's he's not traveling. So I don't know why we're not trusting this guy more to be the wide receiver one for this Titans offense. Um, uh, yeah. So I think he's a good value where where we have him in this tier. Hunter Infro, I agree. I think I need him to drop more because. I think he was more of a he, – he got his fantasy production last year from circumstance, I want to say. I think he's a baller on the field, great football player. I think he's hard-nosed, love it. But I think it was a more of a circumstantial thing with Waller being out. Didn't have Devontae Adams also there. I think there was a, a couple other injuries. So he was, he was just all that, that was there. So I think yeah. – I think I need him. I think I'll be passing on him this year, and, and hopefully, what he did last year will push him up, and people will take him, and maybe I'll get one of these other guys. So, and then Gabe Davis. It's weird because like he did nothing during the season, but then he had that one game against the Chiefs, and he blew up. <laughs> and boy, sure, it was a hell of a just a game in general. That was a hell of a game. But um, he he is poised to take that step forward and be the true wide receiver too in this Bills offense with all the targets gone now from Beasley and Sanders. Um, but I think the hype is just very, very high right now for him. And he's getting drafted probably right around above his floor. And that scares me a little bit from him. Um, yeah. So I think – There you yeah. go. And I think so, yeah, there's two other guys out here we didn't talk about. Tyler Lockett, Devontae yeah. Smith. Real quick, Tyler Lockett, I'm staying away from him. I He's got Drew Locke throwing in the ball or Geno Smith or G, Jimmy G, whoever it is. He's the number two option in the in this in this um, for this team. DK Metcalf gets his because of the freak athletic ability. Tyler Lockett is definitely more of a speedster, field stretcher kind of guy, and I think that's that suited Russell Wilson. I don't think it suits the guys that are gonna, they're bringing in there right now. Um, so I'd stay away from him. He's definitely more of a boom bust this year than any other year he's been in the league. Um, and then Devontae Smith, I just don't trust the volume he's gonna get from Jalen Hurts, where they got. Um, AJ Brown there now and they would they like they paid him they 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 he is the guy not Devonte and yeah. I think it works in other offenses but not this one I don't see the passing volume being there to maybe sustain him to be a true uh, wide receiver three consistently I I agree I agree I'm staying away from Tyler Lockett I'm staying away from uh I'm staying away from Tyler Lockett 
and Hunter Infro in that in, in that tier. Other than that, though, the, the good value right there, mm-hmm. good value. Now we're going to go to the next tier, and in this tier, whether in the last tier it was just kind of but for this one is. I see there is something wrong with these guys. And so I, I think you're really starting to drift into the daily fantasy value or uh, bench strength or let's see if they work this issue out kind of range, except for a couple, and we'll talk about those. So this next tier that we've got is Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Kadarius Tony, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Boyd, Kenny Galladay, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, who we just mentioned a little bit, and Russell Gage. So uh, a lot of these guys either are hurt, have been hurt, suspended, uh, a, a wide receiver on a bad offense, or a wide receiver who had, wasn't very good last year but is expected to be better this year. There's a lot of stuff going on and not in a good way in this in this tier. So, Jake, tell me what you think about uh, this tier uh, from uh, 42 to 50. I think uh, it's tough because, like, yeah, like they all got their issues, <laughs> and even more so than the last tier. Um, Kadarius Tony, I think, showed that he could be a PPR machine, but he couldn't stay healthy, and he plays for the damn Giants, man. So you just don't know. Um, yeah. And they, yeah. they technically went out and drafted a guy to replace him, but now I'm hearing things in camp, uh, good things about both of them, so I just don't know. Yeah. Um, Chase Claypool and Brandon Ayuk, I think, are the exact same guy. Uh, just roller coasters of years last year where they they had great years. Everyone was so excited for them, including myself coming into last season. Had them both on the same team, to believe it or not, unfortunately. And boy, did they just crap out last year. Uh, <laughs> Ayuk was in the doghouse apparently all year for Shanahan. And Claypool, just, just they just lost it. He just lost it. He didn't. It yeah. looked like he just, just I guess he just didn't know where to run, and he just couldn't get open or couldn't. Some there was something going on with him. We just don't know what it was, but yeah. hopefully he's remedied that. But um, with the new quarterback situations, but the guys I like the most in this tier, though, I think are DeAndre Hopkins. I think for for right here, you're not really looking at him to be your top three, which he can't. He physically can't be because he's suspended six weeks. But when he comes back, he's you know he's for sure the wide receiver one. Um, he has the rapport with Kyler Murray, you, so you'll have the wide receiver one of that offense for the remainder of your season. I think this is a good enough spot that you'll take him, and he's good value. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's a good. I, you know, I think Chase Claypool's issue last year was Ben Roethlisberger, and you know he just couldn't throw that jump ball. And I think Claypool really, really uh, uh, makes his makes his green on that jump ball, and uh, we'll see this. Year, Mitch Trubisky a much stronger arm. See if he can actually get him some of those some of those types of balls. But yeah, I'm with you. I, there's here, I, and I'm going to say this, and because we've got Kadarius Tony and Kenny, Gall- Kenny Galladay in this in this tier, I it there would be no reason if if they're healthy that the New York Giants wide receiver core could not be one of the best in football. And I know you're saying, Tony, you're nuts. But if they had the right system and they had the right quarterback, that Kadarius Toney, Kenny Galladay, and Wandale Robinson, who's just outside of our rankings tonight, um, it, those are they're very talented wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, for a, a couple of years at Detroit, was just a monster. Uh, now he's he's been fighting injuries, uh, very similar to Michael Thomas, and and so we'll see if he can come back. But if they would get used right. Man, they have got talent, but you just—it's one of those situations where, oh well, you know, it's just—it's just not working, and 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 you know, they're making money, and I'm glad for them. They're having a big turkey at Thanksgiving, but if you're drafting them, you ain't because your team's not doing very good. So it's—it's um, it's kind of that wish list. If for, if if the stars align and Daniel Jones all of a sudden realizes how to throw a football. And the new uh, the the new coach has has got an idea. I, this is just an opportunity that at a really good price you could get a decent wide receiver three or a strong flex out of one of these Giants wide receivers. But otherwise, I'm staying away. So I I just wanted to say that and get out get that get that out of the way. So, but other than that, in this in this 
tier, DeAndre Hopkins is the guy to get, I think, and stash him. And uh, Because when he comes back, he's on a suspension, not an injury. And so, you know, uh, to me, he he's the guy here that you're really wanting to target. I don't think uh, never in his uh, fantasy football career he's going to be drafted this low ever. So uh, I, I think it could be a it could be an interesting situation to get him on the cheap if you could uh, get that and be able to survive the six weeks without him. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, I think, and especially, and I'll, I'll, I'll preface this in this tier. And at this point, and he is going in the, and I'm seeing it as the mid to late seventh round. So if if you've drafted hopefully correctly, or if it's fallen to you the way you wanted, you're hopefully drafted him to be that last flex spot or first bench spot, possibly even better if it's your first bench spot, um, because then you're not counting on him um, to missing those six weeks. Um, but even if it is your first flex spot, just backing him up with somebody in the eighth or ninth round. Isn't too bad of a deal just to fill that for six weeks. Hopefully you're strong enough to make it through. But boy, once he comes back, to have him from the seventh round pick to possibly from that point on being a top 12 wide receiver is great value, I think. It's risky because yeah. you, you, you got to have you gotta be able to survive those first six weeks. Um, but if you can, you're looking, you're sitting really pretty then. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you on the Giants wide receivers. You got to think, I mean, this is this is the NFL. Somebody's got to be va- at least fantasy relevant on that team, right? <laughs> just they just need one of them. Um just one, I, man. I, just somebody. I, anybody. I don't think it's Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I'm not going to put any of my marbles in Kenny Galladay's basket um or eggs in his basket. He's uh, uh just not a fan of his anymore, honestly. Um but also in this tier we have these two rookies, uh Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Um, I think yeah. we we've seen in the past now, and we've already pat we've already talked about a couple, uh, or we've already talked about Drake London. So now we're hitting that tier. Now now we're seeing these rookies show up, in, in our tiers and our rankings. Um, and we've seen in the past years that rookie wide receivers are coming in much more NFL ready than maybe they ever have been. Um, we obviously still love the third year wideout, but I think rookies are still made somewhat underestimated now with the way the passing is going in the league. And Chris Olave is set up to be a PPR machine next to Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas. If James Winston can truly hit that volume, we want him to hit and move the ball down the field. Um, and Garrett Wilson, he was drafted to be the number one guy there in, in the New York Jets. I just talked about how I love Elijah Moore. There's no reason that could be Garrett Wilson instead. Um, and so I, I like both these guys, especially in this tier as some some bench stashes just to see what the rookie can do. Yeah, and I'll say this about Garrett Wilson. I, I, I am not a fan of Garrett Wilson for a redraft this year. I, I think he's someone, a rookie you can pass. Two reasons. One, as we mentioned, the Jets, and now he, he's missing three, two or three weeks with Zach Wilson to get some chemistry. But he's, he's six foot tall, and – Rookies that we've seen in the past do they're some they have some kind of physical ability that puts them on the field more and gives them a, a something like was Drake London six five, so Drake London's got an opportunity to do something at that at that at that that's not a normal height right. for a wide receiver at six foot one ninety seven. Although he very talented, don't get me wrong, but I think this is a guy that's more of a two, three-year breakout kind of guy than a rookie that can come in and catch 60, 65, 70 balls, which is what you need here out of your out of your flex in that position. So I'm a little bit off of Garrett Wilson because of because of Zach Wilson's injury and, and missing this this time to get ready, and and, and so. I think Garrett Wilson is one of those guys. Hey, if you're in a position to pick him up second half of the year, much like uh, Jake talked about Elijah Moore, uh, when he gets hot later on and does get that rhythm, and they're already out of the playoff race, and so they're giving him some time to get better, um, that's when you go get him and make your team better. We'll talk about those strategies later, but I don't see that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I to me, and I'll say this, and, and this is a draft strategy that we'll talk about, but this is the tier of wide receiver I think you're passing on to get your quarterback or to get your tight end. And there's going to be some tight end ones that are in this range that you can pick up. This is where you ought to be looking quarterback unless you reached for a top four or five quarterback in the, in the fourth round. 
third or fourth round, depending on what league you're in. Uh, this is where you can pick up a solid uh, quarterback one. I'm passing in this round on wide receivers because I'm doing that and then looking at this next tier we're going to talk about for my uh, uh, for my wide receiver three or flex that I'm looking at and I try to pick up one or two in this next tier. And so that's where I'd want to go. Any Anybody else here you want to talk about? No. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. I just want to hit on Tyler Boyd. I'm out on Tyler Boyd. I love the Bengals offense, but I'm not drafting a wide receiver three on a team um, to be – anything but maybe my like a low low bench spot i think for where you from yeah. where you're drafting tyler board boyd it's a, he's got a 10th round draft adp on him right now and i still think that's too high for me for my liking because i mean you're getting the third option fourth option if you count joe mixon i think for this passing offense that i think his stats last year are a little padded because of the injuries that uh um chase or um uh, Higgins dealt with a little bit. I think they both missed one or two games, or maybe one of them missed two, a couple of games. Anyways, I, I I see I have a hard time trusting him as a wide receiver three in an offense to really produce me fantasy value um, at at this in this tier. Um, and then the other guy we didn't touch on, but Russell Gage. They mean he's dealing with some injuries. They all are in Tampa Bay. Um, but the, the the fact they went out and got Julio Jones tells me they're they're a little afraid. Of just hold of just having Gage there as the the new guy besides yeah. Godwin and and um, Evans there, so I think he's going to be competing as the third or fourth guy, and Julio's got the better red zone. And you got to feel for Russell Gage, man. He he he's, he tried to get away from Julio, and he just he just can't. So <laughs> keeps following him around. I know. So. Yeah, and I yeah, and I'm with you there on Russell Gage. I if if an injury occurs. Russell Gage would be someone I would pick up if I got Evans or Godwin earlier. I might pick up Russell Gage because if one of those guys get hurt, I think Russell Gage becomes viable. He's certainly not going to be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two candidate, but he's certainly wide receiver three flex and can can cover you a little bit, especially if you take Mike Evans early. Um, but Gage and Julio, uh, uh, you know, I think they they counter each other and they cross each other out, and they'll both be effective, but. They're not from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think Tom Brady loves it, but I don't love it. Like I said, unless one of those guys, uh, Godwin or, or Evans, is one of your draft picks and you're just trying to cover, then yeah. you can take Russell Gage really late and get out of there. But yeah. that's that's all I'm looking I agree. At. Yeah, and I, I, I do like exactly what you said, though. This is kind of that dead zone. We talked about the dead zone for running backs. This is kind of that dead zone for mm-hmm. wide receivers where – it, the the ADP is just not lining up anymore with the value and the depth, um, and that and I think that's why and it's it's funny how that correlates to this is where the value of like you said tight ends and quarterbacks comes in in these rounds because those quarterbacks are now a value at, in the eighth ninth tenth round and even even running backs where you 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 you've passed the dead zone now in running backs and you're back to value guys there mm-hmm. such as like. Chase Edmonds, James Robinson, James Cook, Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, all these guys are eight, nine, ten round guys. So yeah. um I, I definitely see my, I definitely see myself passing on most of these wide receivers in this tier. There you go. So if you're listening out there, report back to us from your drafts that you did not get anybody in this tier uh from uh uh from forty two to fifty. So let's talk about our last tier, Jake, 51 uh, to 60, uh, last of our, our wide receiver tiers that we're really looking at. And I, and I think as we talk about them, these are the guys that I don't know, but I don't know, but they've got a chance to do something. I don't know, but they might actually break uh, into a top 36 uh, wide receiver and so I think that's a much better tier to draft into than the one we just talked about with the, the issue guys so except for a couple and I'll, I'll mention them to you but so here's here's this tier as we have it uh, Jacoby Myers at New England uh, Rondale Moore Michael Gallup Devontae Parker Nico Collins I just like saying that name <laughs> Nico Collins um, uh, Jahan Dotson another rookie Marvin Jones Robbie Anderson, our good buddy Marquez Valdez, Scantling uh, at Kansas City, and then last but certainly not least, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him, 
Traylon Burks from the University of Arkansas. Now in Tennessee, whoop it! All right, so um, so anyway, so that's that that's that tier. And I know that there are some fringe guys that you could say, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but but really, I think you land in this tier. And that from a and again from a PPR standpoint, from a, a projected points, that's this last last tier of viable wide receivers as far as it could be a wide receiver three or a solid flex. So so in that group, Jake, tell me. Tell me what you think. Yeah, well, this is definitely that that group in that tier that you're. It should be bench spots. Um, hopefully, you're not um, having one of these guys fill in your last flex. If you are, then maybe that just means you went uh, high QB, high tight end picks. Um, but yeah, strictly for this tier, you're really only looking for upside. You're looking for the guys that have that boom potential because um, they all have bust potential. Um, I'm, I personally am staying away from the New England wide receivers, both Myers and Parker. Um, they have late round ADPs on them currently, but I think you, I, you just don't know what New England's doing. You you hear all the news camp that they're starting a new run, uh, a new run scheme. They're going to try to go to what the 49ers do. Uh, but Mac Jones is just not a high high volume touchdown dependent guy for the wide receiver. He targets his tight ends yeah. and his running backs more than anybody. Yeah. So let me interrupt. Let me interrupt you here for just a second. I, I I think this is this is the telltale sign, ladies and gentlemen. We are at wide receiver fifty two, and we've brought in the New England Patriots. Yep. That should tell you all you need to know about this passing offense. If their first wide receiver is not until wide receiver fifty two, don't take any of them. And stick with somewhere else. So that's all I want no, to say. No, I agree. I agree. But um, <laughs> but some guys I'm liking in, in this tier uh, that I think have true potential upside and be a good value. Maybe maybe a wide receiver three, um, but definitely more possibility of wide receiver four, which you're not even drafting them as such. That's so good value. Rondell Moore. I think we we saw the ability last year of what he's possible and capable of. Um, it's just he was just stuck behind a bunch of veterans that are in front of him, um, but. That offense is definitely a high-flying, spread-em-out offense. I think Hollywood Brown scares some people, but I think, for me, it's total different skill sets. Hollywood Brown's a field stretcher. He's going to run. His average depth of target should be near in the teens, probably, most likely, where Rondell Moore is going to be about two yards and then just run around. Rondell Moore's playing tag out the freeze tag out there, and they're just gonna tell him, "Hey, just go run to the open area because no no one's gonna catch you." Yeah, some schoolyard bullshit. Uh, so uh, so I but I, I think that that fits his skill set really highly, and they they I think that they, that's what they wanted out of him when they drafted him two years ago. So he's got another year of experience under his belt. Christian Kirk is gone as well. I think there's some targets waiting to be had, especially in those first six weeks with um, Hopkins out. So this is a guy that you can easily draft late. You can maybe even pair him with Hopkins if you get Hopkins in the seventh round. Come back in the twelfth, get Rondell Moore, and sustain yourself until Hopkins comes back. But I like Rondell Rondell Moore as a good value here in this tier. Yeah, and and I'm going to give everybody out there who drafts in a league that I'm in, I'm going to give you a secret and see if you can stop me. I am I am planning on going back to back Rondell Moore and Michael Gallup. And here's why. I really like Michael Gallup. Uh this guy when he comes back is going to step right, right into the wide receiver two in Dallas. And he's he's got all the tools. I mean, he phys- physically he he's the exact wide receiver two you're looking for. Good size, good strength. He's six one, one ninety five. So he's he doesn't have to play from the outside. He can sneak in behind on a slot. He can play the the Z. You know, I I I think he's being sold short. And uh, and again, I I really I really like I really like Gallup. And he's going to go with a good price because he's he's out. What's the first six games? He's on the physically. Unable? Is he? Is I he don't. Short term IR. Yeah, he's short term right now. I don't know. He's got an opportunity to to be on the pup, the six week pup, I believe. Okay. I'll I'll, okay. I'll bring it up real quick for us. But yeah, but but I'm I'm exactly with you, Rondell Moore. Until until DeAndre Hopkins gets back, I don't see how Rondell Moore is not the most targeted player on the Arizona Cardinals. Doesn't mean he's going to catch the most. 
but he may be the most targeted. And we've talked before, targets are opportunities. And so I really, I like both of those guys in this tier a lot. Yep. A lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Michael Gallup is a good, I, I think he high points the ball very well for a guy his size. Um, I think he's a great compliment to CD Lamb when healthy. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. It's another one of those kind of Hopkins. You're you're stashing him. He's hurt though, not suspended, but still, you're stashing him probably for those first six weeks so they can come back. But when he comes back, he's most probably he's definitely probably going to be that wide receiver too for that uh, a, a a consistent top half of scoring offense in the NFL. So I like that pick a yeah. lot. Um, another couple guys I want to talk about in this tier. Um, MVS is just a cheaper. Juju Smith-Schuster, different skill set, obviously, but he technically still has an opportunity, the same opportunity as uh, Juju does to be the wide receiver one for the Chiefs offense. It's just going to be, well, I, that's why the preseason is more important now than I think it ever has been in Patrick Mahomes' career, because we we really need to see who is he trusting the most out of these all these new faces. Um, MVS still has a shot. They paid him. They, if you if you follow the money, they paid him to be that wide receiver one more than Juju Smith Schuster. So um, it's yeah. going to be really curious to see how they use MVS. And I think for his current price tag, it's not a bad bad shot to take. Um, and then another guy I wanted to talk about uh, was Nico Collins. I'll I'll leave Traylon Burks for you, um, but Nico but Nico <laughs> Collins. Um, I think before the unfortunate news about uh, Mechie. Um, I think Nico Collins was just an afterthought. Um, but with, with Mechie being out the whole year, Nico Collins fits right back in to be in that wide receiver too um, for the Houston Texans like he was last year. And he's got another year under his belt, another year with Mills. So I, I think he's got a good shot to put up some fantasy value this year for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I agree. I, if there was more if there was more volume available, I think Nico would be a, a, a much be- a higher pick and a better pick. Uh, but I, I have been on record that I am a I am a big Davis Mills fan. I think this guy is a prototypical NFL quarterback. And as long as he survives the next two or three years <laughs> and they don't do to him what they did to uh, David Carr, Derek's brother, uh, and just get him worn out, I, I think he's got a shot to be something special. And I think Nico could go right with him. If you're drafting in, in, in a dynasty, I think Nico Collins is a phenomenal dynasty pick. But in redraft, I think it's tough to see if you've got volume for that, although he's a really nice player. Um, the, the, the other guy here, I'll talk, I'll talk about these two because I'm not going to talk about Devontae Parker and um, – <laughs> And Jahan Totson is a is a rookie, but he's a sec, he's the wide receiver two rookie at the Commanders. We've already talked about their quarterback. Uh, so, um, but you know you can't help but talk about Marvin Jones Jr. You know, and I know Crazy Legs has a an affinity for Marvin because uh, I I believe he might have won him a championship last year. <laughs> Uh, just from j- j- anyway, let's just leave it at that. And um, but he's again in a good. If, if Trevor Lawrence and he he was a wide receiver three last year, and um, I know they brought in uh, they brought in Christian Kirk, but they took out DJ Chark, and um, I, I think Marvin Jones is not competing with Christian Kirk on the type of receiver that he is, and. I think this guy, if you're in a PPR flex and need a PPR flex, I think Marvin Jones is just perfect. Um, just perfect. With the fall of Jarvis Landry uh, out of these kind of rankings, I think Marvin is right there. And the dude just plays, right? I mean, if you go look back and look, the guy has played. Let me let me give this stat out if I if I've got this right. Over over his career, other than in 2018. Now he's 32, so he's played. He's played, this will be his 10th, or uh, 11th year. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, no, 10th year. Other than 2018, when he played nine games, 11, 16, 16, 15, 16, 13, 16, 17 games this guy has played. Dude's a hoss. I mean, he goes out there and he balls. And so, now, 70, 60, you know, that that's has been his high as far as his uh, catches. But has an opportunity to catch some touchdowns. I, I think he's a decent flex uh, and, and fill-in for you to have on your bench. I really like him as just that journeyman, the the long reliever you need out of the bullpen. I, I really like Marvin Jones at this at this level. 
It's not it's not flashy, but it's solid value. No, yeah, I agree. I, I you're you're absolutely right. I got a soft spot for old Marvin. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's a. I think you're not drafting. I think the biggest thing between him and some other guys in this tier is that. He he has no ceiling almost. It's like you're drafting him to be consistently where he he is right here, um, which that's good though because where he's your where you're drafting him, he's gonna be that that bye week fill in. You just need him for those two weeks. You know that he's gonna be consistent for you. They you're right. They did go out and get Christian Kirk. They went out and got Zay Jones. Um, but Marvin's just that guy that he's just he's been successful because I think he's smart enough and he's good enough. Um, and a great wide receiver that he's just going to find that opening in that zone or he's going to find that route that he can run to get that little bit of separation. We expect Trevor Lawrence to take a step forward this year because uh, it's not it's not hard to go up from rock bottom, but um, you got a new coaching staff. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to actually get to ball out the way that everyone expected him to. Travis Etienne is going to be back. James Robinson eventually will be back. I think the offense as a whole will be better this year. And so I was as maybe the wide receiver three, but I could see him contend for wide receiver two snaps um, with Zay Jones. Just just depends. But um, I like his veteran leadership, and I think he's got a shot to be a, a good bye week fill in, a solid bye week fill in for you for your team on your bench. So I like Marvin Jones a lot. And then I, I hear yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that that finally leaves the last guy on here, Traylon Burks. We don't want to be homers, even though. Both Uncle Tony and I are from the great proud state of Arkansas, um, but Traylon Burks is just that he. I feel like we're putting him in that tier, not the same tier. Sorry, we're putting him in that category of Drake London, where we're not liking these smaller rookies. We think they need to get some experience under the belt because they're a little smaller. They don't have that freak athletic frame um, that can really propel you over the um, having that unexperience. Where Traylon Burks, six two, two twenty five massive got massive man um great yards after catch in college um we got to see it firsthand and live at some times um but i think he's had he had he started off his um preseason or his offseason with a lot of negativity coming out he had the asthma stuff come out he wasn't on the field at all during ota or something like that and but now you're seeing him in preseason he's getting great buzz out of camp i'm seeing lots of clips of him just manhandling these cornerbacks um, I, I see him as a great compliment to Robert Woods. Robert Woods is that smooth, that savvy route runner. And then my, uh, and then Traylon Burks is just going to be that big red zone threat, I think. Um, so as a rookie, I think he could easily put up um, 8 to 10 touchdowns. I could see the yardage might not be there this year, again, being that rookie. But for, for where you're drafting him, again, we're, these are guys that you're drafting to be those solid bi-week fill-ins um, that can maybe go out there and, win, and, and put up 10 to 15 points and that's amazing so i like Traylon burks a lot in this peer in this uh tier absolutely and i i would say i like Traylon burks in a in a non-ppr league i i, I think he is much more touchdown dependent yes i in a ppr league i, I don't know that Traylon is going to get more than 60 catches um and we probably that, that's probably where i would go with it probably 60 catches but of those 60 Eight or nine could be touchdowns, like you said, Jake. I, I think he's just that that kind of player, and he has the ability to get a, a, a better ceiling than that. Again, like you said, he's got something unique. That six two two twenty five, he is he is going to go out there and push some cornerbacks around, and he's, he he offers some uh, matchup issues. I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. I think I think yeah, in a non PPR, he definitely gets a bump up for sure uh, because he will be more touchdown dependent this year. I think. But they drafted him to be the replacement to a, to AJ Brown. I believe the pick they got was <laughs> is what they used on Burks. But um, yeah, yeah, because AJ Brown is six foot two twenty six frame, very similar. Um, AJ Brown's a sixty. He had sixty balls last year, I believe. That's that's usually where he sits. Um, is sixty three seventy fifty two his first year. So that's exactly where I see Traylon sitting. The yardage might not be there still, but. Um, who knows? But the upside would be there, though. That's the thing. Being that rookie, but that big frame. If the TDs are there, then you're just he just needs to break away a couple times, and there you go. You're good. You're set for that one week. So um, I definitely like Traylon in this in this category in this tier. There you go. Well, all right. Well, that's that's tier. Um, that's the last tier. But you know, Jake, I feel I feel like we should give the people more. I think we should. I feel like I feel like that. We're not done with these wide receivers. 
So, so if you're all right, let, let's give them 10 more. You want to give them let's, 10 more? Let's drop some knowledge on them. <laughs> let's drop some knowledge and give them 10 more. So let's give you the bonus. This is your bonus tier of wide receivers. These are the guys that I, I think there's too much buzz about them to call them sleepers. But again, uh, there is some definite boom bust uh, activity going on in here. But some names I think you need to know about. And 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 listen listen to Uncle Tony when he sits you down and tells you this story about these last ten wide receivers and see if one of these doesn't win the league for you. So and you'll be thanking me for this last ten minutes that you hung on to the Making the Green Fantasy Football Podcast. So here you go. I'm just going to name these names out. We don't have to talk a whole bunch about them. Pick you know a few out of this, Jake, that you you think yeah definitely remember these names. So here you go. We got KJ Hamler. Out of, out of the Broncos, Jarvis Landry with the Saints, uh, DJ Chark, Detroit, KJ Osborne with Minnesota, Corey Davis with the Jets, Juan Dale Robinson with the Giants. He's, his name's come up already this uh, tonight. Uh, Van Jefferson, George Pickens, rookie out of Pittsburgh, Sky Moore, who's, whose names are mentioned tonight, rookie in Kansas City, uh, Jamison Williams uh, with Detroit, uh, and then I'm going to round it out with these two guys because a uh, uh, rookie and a, a guy that I think has got potential, Jalen Tolbert and Josh Palmer with the Chargers. And so those are some bonus guys that I think you need to remember in, in, in this in the tier. If if you see these guys and you're you're down in, in, in the 14th, 15th round or uh, before you go and draft that defense, draft one of these guys. Um, and and take the defense as you walk out the door. So, but Jake, tell me who who are those guys you think? Just give me two or three there that you say, hey, yeah, yeah, this, these these guys got potential. Yeah, I think I think for sure KJ Hamler's at the top of that list for me. Uh, he's going to fill in that wide receiver three role with uh, Tim Patrick, unfortunately being out for the year now with the ACL injury. Um, and so we we've seen Russell Wilson has probably probably the prettiest, if not one of the prettiest deep balls in the NFL. We saw Tyler Lockett benefited from that tremendously with his vertical speed. That's what KJ Hamler is going to be doing for him. Um, he is obviously that wide receiver three, so that's why they have him so low. We don't really usually trust the wide receiver threes, but that's, this is where we are. And I think that offense, again, we expect great things out of the AFC West, and I think the Denver offense will definitely be a top offense in the NFL. So I'll take a little piece of that if in the 17th round, which should be should move up. That's probably caked in when he was – when Tim Patrick was still there, but still to be getting somebody so late uh, and a piece of that offense, I'll take it. And I think to, just to keep matching that theme, Sky Moore again, whoever whoever hits the lottery on the Chiefs wide receiver, that's gonna be that number one target for for Patrick Mahomes is is gold. And to get Sky Moore all the way down here um, in this tier would be would be pretty nice. Yeah, and I'll and I'll say this again. Uh, I really like Jarvis Landry's opportunities as a, in a PPR league this year. I, I, as what I talked about, old man Marvin Jones, I, I think we can talk about Jarvis Landry for at least one more year, uh, especially if Michael Thomas is back to where he was and, and takes the double coverage. And Chris Olave is at the very least uh, somebody taking the top off of the, off of the defense. Jarvis Landry lives for that. And it would not surprise me to see him catch 70 balls. And now, Kamara, if Kamara's healthy and rises back up, then it's going to limit Jarvis a little bit. But uh, as we talked about earlier, Alvin's not Alvin as he was three years ago. And so I really like Jarvis Landry to catch you. He's going to average seven yards a catch. So uh, it's not like you're looking for him to do something, you know. But if you're looking for eight to ten points a game, uh, maybe a, a 15 or 20-point game when he catches a touchdown, I like Jarvis Landry in this group. Uh and then finally, the the the, uh, the last guy that I mentioned, and, and that's Josh Palmer. And uh, Crazy Legs and I had a very spirited discussion about comparing the Chargers wide receivers to others. And uh, uh, this kid's out of Tennessee, uh, you know, big frame. At the very end of the year last year, we started to see him uh, get get uh, get some looks. Six two two ten. You know, I, I think uh, four receptions, and most of those came at the end of the year. Uh, I think this guy, especially if something happens to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, 
I really, I really like Josh Palmer, and uh, and, and I think he's a name to remember as you're walking out. And, he, and and I would say this: he may even be somebody that's a waiver wire guy, um, and he may not get drafted. Uh, but really, really like what he's doing. And I will say the last last one: if Van Jefferson turns out healthy, as you're getting these last two to three weeks of the season, I don't know if you've heard any news yet, Jake, but. If Van Jefferson turns out healthy, if Allen Robinson really is A.J. Green in disguise, then Van Jefferson's got an opportunity to be to, to be a wide receiver too. And in the in the Rams offense, not a wide receiver too for the for the for the year, but I think he's got top thirty potential. I think he, he's got the pedigree. He's he's been in that offense now uh for a couple of years. I, I really like Van Jefferson if healthy but again that's an if we got to watch this as, as we move closer towards the start of the season yeah i like i like all those guys that you mentioned there and, and if and if we're, if we're throwing one more out there then i'm gonna i'm gonna take my shot on george pickens uh the rookie out of georgia the 6'3 200 frame the steelers don't draft bad wide receivers trust the process <laughs> they do and not so, they do not. um and so i i really like george pickens much more obviously in a dynasty standpoint than than may redraft uh, just for the sheer outlook of the, the upcoming years but i don't foresee chase claypool and deontay johnson being here uh next year so that's why i love him in, in dynasty but for this year in redraft we're hearing tons of good buzz from George Pickens out of um, out of camp. He actually had an impressive touchdown in the first preseason game. Uh, he's been listed as a starter. I think he's locked up that wide receiver three role for the Steelers, which they tend to run more wide receiver three sets every now and then, um, especially with uh, I think the offense they're going to want to run this year. Uh, Pickens is just too big of a body, I think, to leave him off the field. So I think he's a good red zone threat for them. If, if not maybe their best red zone threat, depending on how they feel about Claypool um, and if he can, can find it again from two years ago. But I like Pickens a lot. He's got a lot of steam, it seems like, coming into the season. So I like taking a shot on him at the end of drafts. There you go. And 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 last thing for some folks out there, uh, we mentioned Jamison Williams here. But just be careful. If you're drafting off a sheet, be careful because Jamison is hurt and, and, and there's a possibility – that he could be on an IR situation. Now, that being said, uh, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but Alabama produces some pretty good <laughs> wide receivers. And um <laughs> so uh and he is one and until that knee injury in in, in that championship game, he was showing out. So, uh be careful dra- seeing the name is oh, I know him and and drafting him definite possibility that he's out an extended period of time. So just be careful. Just be careful with that. So, well, all right, Jake, I think we've given some value there. What I do you think, think so too. All right. And last thing I want to hear, um, if you had uh, of any of the names we've picked here tonight or any of the names that maybe we haven't, somebody that you've been following, that sleeper pick, that one sleeper that comes out mm. of nowhere, you're you're picking them up as you leave the room, out of this wide receiver uh, wide receiver uh, class. Tell, give me give me a sleeper from the, name from the anybody. anybody from the tiers we've been talking about. Anybody from the tiers? Anybody outside the tiers yeah. we've been talking about? Give me a sleeper. Meaning, hey, they're twelfth, fourteenth round or later, or maybe even the last guy picked, or or uh, some of you picking up first week off of waiver. Okay. Tell me, tell me. A I'll sleeper. go super deep to give me just more to give me more upside in case they don't perform. But I'm gonna go Romeo Romeo <laughs> Dobbs. Um, I think he. You're hearing. Oh, oh is that you gonna take? <laughs> I was gonna take, but I got okay, another one. I, I want to talk about him. I think he's getting another great buzz out of camp. He was already the 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 more NFL ready guy from between him and Christian Watson um, from the draft. Obviously, Watson has the higher draft pedigree, but but Dobbs was the was the more NFL ready guy based on the scouting reports we were seeing and, and the analysts and the research we were doing. But um, he's been showing out in camp and preseason. He's been good. He's getting good grades with uh, Aaron Rodgers, which is key. So obviously, again, Aaron Rodgers is going to get his. He's going to throw for his 40 touchdowns, I think, this year. Again, he just finds a way to get the ball in the right hands. And Lazard can't catch them all. And so I think for the price tag you're getting, um, Romeo, which is the very end. You were walking out of your draft at his last pick. 
um, I think it's a great value. I could not agree more. And so I, I'm going to give you a name, and you're you're going to have to to dig deep to find this one because he may not be Go on ahead. the team. Will Fuller V. <laughs> he hadn't been picked up yet. He's still out there. I, I the think there's a reason for it. Will Fuller V. Mark my words. Somewhere somebody's going to get cut and Will Fuller V's going to get signed. Get in before he gets signed. I You could do the same thing with Odell Beckham Jr. I was going to say OBJ's a better bet, he's I a think. a little farther up the east. Yeah, but he's a little farther up the draft board. I don't know that you could call him a sleeper, but Will Fuller V, I let's do it. And, and and I'll give you the the super the super sleeper, and I sure hope he doesn't get cut. And that is Quintez Cephas, <laughs> out of the there. Detroit Lions. This little Cephas. So if he he was on the way to take over for Almond Ross St. Brown, Almond Ross St. Brown wouldn't have had the year he had if Quintez hadn't gotten hurt. I like me some Quintez Cephas. So uh, watch right. watch out for Cephas. I don't I don't know where Reese is, but watch out for Cephas. So uh, that's an old old joke for some folks out there. But uh, but anyway, that's all I got. Jake, you got anything else? No, I think we've given them enough. All right, my man. There it is. There's your wide receiver rankings and tier teardrops and all that good stuff. So. Uh, Y'all go out there. If you can't be good, be good at it and get you some. Make that green, baby. Peace out. Cash out. That worked pretty well.